Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry. However, I have got to share this with y'all because I have literally spent the last 45 minutes talking myself to death, only to find out that nothing that I talked about was recorded. Now, y'all, that is the worst feeling ever. You hear me? Like, I was like, oh, Jesus, I think this is really great. I think it's going to touch some lives. Oh, my God, you are such an amazing God. And then I look and it says, this has not been recorded. <laughs> so, well, well, well. I don't know if I can recant everything that I said, but I'm going to try. The name of the poem is entitled Soulmate. And it says, it was so much harder loving you, but even harder to let you go. I thought it was unconditional until the conditions took us through. Ups and downs, downs and outs. You promised to always be around. But when I look, you aren't here. Not quite far, but not quite near. I cannot change the path you chose. It was better, I suppose. I have to think positive or my heart will hurt again. You were my equal on different levels and yet my opposite too. I haven't seen or met a person who's quite like you. Some say soulmate, others say not, but my heart says that you really were the only one I've ever loved, but you're no longer here. And so I hope that you all have had the most amazing, amazing day. Today is Friday. I am so excited that today is Friday. Oh my God, there is something about Fridays when you know that you have an opportunity to press reset for the weekend. So I hope that even if you don't have plans for the weekend, that you do something amazing to lead you into the weekend, including taking time to listen to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. So let's talk about soulmates on today. I wanted to touch base about soulmates because in my 47 years of living, I believe that I've crossed paths with a few soulmates. Now, mind you, your soulmates are not always necessarily the opposite sex. Although the poem was about the opposite sex and one of my soulmates from my past, in general, your soulmate can be your best friend. Your soulmate could be your parent. Your soulmate could be whoever. It doesn't necessarily have to be of the opposite sex. It could be the same sex, too. However, I wanted to talk about how we tend to, at least I know I did. Now, some people are wise. They use wisdom. And, that you know, that's what the little acronym that we use here is raw, which is real and wise. Some people use wisdom. So they haven't had to go down the path that I went through because the moment that they recognized that they had met their soulmate, Honey, they did everything they could in their human power as well as their spiritual power to hold on to that soulmate. Me, on the other hand, I'm just as hard-headed as could be sometimes. So we're rough. I learned the hard way. However, 
one thing that I love about having a soulmate or that I loved about having my counterpart soulmate is the fact that I could truly be my authentic self that we were able to laugh together. We were able to joke together. There was one particular person who I truly genuinely did believe that that was my soulmate. And I remembered that my mom had over, this is right after I had my brain surgery. He came in and helped to take care of me for a minute. And my mom laughed at us because we had, we had the type of personalities where he would say something sarcastic and I would match his sarcasm. And so we would be laughing like he would say something funny. Then I would turn around to say something funny. And next thing you know, everybody in the room is laughing because it was really hilarious. And so our personalities complemented each other so well. It's just that life happens and, you know, people tend to do whatever, move on, go forth, whatever. But I do remember the chemistry that we had in terms of our friendship, our relationship. And it really was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun in that relationship. And so I really just wanted to touch base with that because a lot of times when it comes to our soulmates, if we're not careful, we will be guilty of taking our soulmates for granted. Um, Sometimes maybe we believe, you know, that because they're our soulmates, they're not going anywhere. Well, I feel like that's one of the biggest mistakes anybody could ever make because we are still dealing with human nature. So to think that just because you've met your soulmate, that your soulmate is never going anywhere, anywhere, life happens, life happens. And so um, do your best to to truly value what you have. Um, That way you can, you know, if you do lose it, you're able to look back and reflect and be like, man, those, those were some of the best years of my life with spent with my soulmate. And so... I was talking about before I realized that none of this was recorded. (laughs) I was talking about one of my dear, dear friends. We've been friends for over 30 years. We had not started off as friends. We actually started off as enemies. We had a mutual friend. We didn't too much like each other, but we ended up becoming the best of friends. And I was talking about how as we've gotten older and how we've, you know, began to age, how we literally have started to make sure that we celebrate one another. And I feel like that's really, really important that, you know, when you do recognize that somebody has been in your life and that they've been instrumental in your life and that it's not a one-sided relationship that you do start to do things to show your appreciation and everybody's love language is different. Um, But it's like, it's always good to just let people know how valuable or invaluable they are to you, how instrumental they are to you. And so um, earlier today, I had like a, I'm sorry, I'm switching gears. I'll take, I'll go back to this in a minute. But earlier today, I had a moment and it was an actual anxiety attack. And so I have certain people that I know that if I call nine times out of 10, because it's certain times that I know that they're not available. So they know That if I'm calling, oh, she, something's going on because they know that I would not dare interrupt their workflow. You know, I wouldn't interrupt them at all. So if I'm calling, oh, I'm calling for a reason. And so she answered the phone. And when she answered the phone, it's almost like I was able to truly breathe. And I went on to tell her what was going on. She knew I was having an anxiety attack. And so she talked me down. And I just feel like it's really important for you to have friends where you can truly be your authentic self, where you don't have to perpetrate nobody's fraud, where no representative has to show up on your behalf, where you could truly be who you are 
uncut. Uncut. So I was able to express my frustration. I was able to tell her exactly what was frustrating me. And she was able to literally talk me off the cliff. And it made the world a difference. Then she sent me this text message that has some memes in it. Made me laugh out loud, literally. And it just changed the trajectory of my entire day. And I feel like that's necessary because a lot of times certain things are going to take place in your world. Certain things that you can't control. Certain people that you can't control no matter how badly you wish you could. And you need someone that's going to help to keep you grounded. And I feel like that's where soulmates come in. I really truly do. Um, not just in the romantic sense, but in the friendship sense. So I'm I'm speaking actually to even though the point was a romantic about a romantic relationship as a soulmate, I'm really speaking to my soulmates concerning my friendships. And so um, I just think that that's instrumental. I think that that's very, very imperative that you have people that you are able to be who you are. You don't have to worry about having a bad day and them using it against you later. You can truly be who you are and you can operate in that. And once you expose, <coughs> excuse me, whatever it is that you're going through, they can talk you down. They can guide you. They can pray for you. They can encourage you. I feel like all of that's important. And so um, after we had our little conversation, my day was fine. But it was necessary. And I was so glad that she called, I mean, that she answered my call because I needed a friend in that moment. I have another friend where we've been friends for over 30 years. And although we didn't start off as friends, I'm so glad that God ordained our friendship. Because any time that I need a way of escape, she will do whatever and it goes for her, too. If she needs a way of escape, girl, where you at? Let's meet up. You know, it makes the world a difference. It makes the world a difference. I literally, as I'm thinking about my pillars and thinking about my soulmates, I am so grateful for the people that God has placed in my life. I am eternally grateful. So I have an aunt that's like a sister to me. I have a mom that's like a sister to me. I have a best friend that's like a sister to me. And I have a other best friend that's like a sister to me. I have some really good, great people that are encamped around me who I can bounce my ideas off of, who I can truly be myself around, who I can be vulnerable around. Um, and literally, whether it's today, tomorrow, a month from now, a week from now, we just pick up where we left off. We could not see each other physically for three months. And then we see each other and it's just like, hey girl, <laughs> hey girl, hey, you know? And it's a beautiful feeling. It's a beautiful feeling to have that type of friendship where you are not trying to be someone you're not. Like, I love it. I absolutely love it. And if you don't have someone like that, I really pray because I know that I've had a conversation with one of my children and she had expressed that to me. And she had told me like, mom, I don't have that. And her heart desires that like she truly desires to have a friendship 
where she can just pick up the phone and she can talk to someone and she can be her true authentic self and no one is passing judgment and you know whether she's having a good day or a bad day they're going to still love her the same tomorrow and I feel like that's necessary especially the world that we live in I think it's so necessary for you to have friendships where you can you can exhale where they don't hold you to the standard of perfection where you can truly make mistakes and they're going to love you regardless and I think about the women that God has placed in my life and I'm so so grateful because I literally can tell them any and everything that happens to me and not have to look over my shoulder or worry about hearing it a month from now do you know how awesome that feels but that also is another reason why I truly believe that when people become famous or you know they they get famous I believe that that's one of the reasons why they reach back to people from their past it's hard for them to develop brand new friendships you know that no new friends well part of the reason why is because when you have new friendships those boundaries may not have been defined when you have your old friendships, y'all have already weathered a lot of storms. So y'all pretty much know each other's personalities. You know when to deal with the person. You know when they need a break. You know not to take it personal. All of those things. They've groomed you. You've groomed them. Y'all are good. Y'all understand each other, you know? But it's like when you have a brand new friendship, it's like if you get an attitude, it's like, oh, no, she didn't. Oh, no, she didn't. Does she know who she had having an attitude with? It's just a little different when you get new friends. But when your old friends, they don't care. They're just like, girl, I know. Okay, right now you're a little salty. I'm going to give you a couple of days, let you calm down. You know I'm just a phone call away. If you need me, girl, call me. Love you. And then you keep it moving. And then when y'all finally do talk, it's like nothing ever happened. I love my friendships i love the people that god has placed around me like i remember me and my mom and it's so funny because people tell us all the time we argue a lot and we do me and my mom we're, we're way better now but at, <laughs> we we were at a season where this seemed like all we ever did was argue with each other but it's like now we can literally have a disagreement and it's not even i promise you that whole, we don't do the going to bed angry. We don't do the, it's literally, we have a disagreement. Give it 15 minutes. We done change the subject. She not feeling salty. I'm not feeling salty. Nobody's blood pressure done went up. It's like we literally have found common ground of how to respect our differences and not hold it against each other. And that was work, my friend. That was work. But I'm grateful that we finally got to that point where my mom respects me as an adult. I respect her as my mother, but I also respect the fact that we do not always see eye to eye. And I also respect the fact that it is okay. And so now we're in a much better place because we just accept the fact that we love each other, you know, but my mom knows she raised me and she also knows who she raised. <laughs> so she, my, my attitude doesn't really come, but she does. She's not shocked by my attitude. Cause it's just like, I know who I raised. I've been dealing with that attitude her whole life. <laughs> so she just, you know, we just, we roll with it. We roll with it. And so I feel like everybody, everybody should have a soulmate. 
even if it's not a romantic person that you're dealing with, someone that you can truly be yourself around, someone who literally, I don't know if y'all watch, well, it's a show, I'm, I'm, you know, it's a show that's on, I think it's on BET and um, it's a show that Mr. Perry produced and I don't know if, if y'all pay attention to this, but um, it's called, I think it's Sister Sister. However, notice how on there, they accept each other for who they are. No matter what they're going through, you know, you got one sister over here. She going to do her thing. She going to be just raw and uncut. Then you got this other sister over here. She may be in this weird type of relationship, but they're going to love her regardless whether she makes up, breaks up, makes up, breaks up with this dude. They're still going to love her. You need somebody like that in your life where you literally don't have to put on airs with or for that you can truly be able to be free to make your mistakes, be able to make your great choices. And they're going to love you no matter what. Because at the end of the day, when all is said and done and your hair turns completely gray and you start to age and, and all of that, you're going to want that person, those people to be around you where y'all can reminisce on the good old times and, it's necessary, you know, it's, it's necessary to laugh about the things that you used to do when you were in high school. It's fun to laugh about the things you used to do when you were in college. It's fun to laugh about the bad relationships. And then, you know, and then now you got a good, healthy relationship. It's all of those memories. All of those times are fun. And it, it just when you have the right people around you to do life with. Whether you're married, whether you're single, it just makes life so much more refreshing. It makes it so much better because you're not doing it alone. So I do hope that if you don't have a soulmate, that God sends you one. Somebody that you can truly do life with and that you can enjoy building memories together. And then enjoy reflecting on those memories someday. I just think that that's a beautiful thing as you wait. If you're single, as you wait, and if you're married, while y'all are building a beautiful marriage, like to be able to look back and reflect, like you remembered year one when we first, when we were newlyweds. Okay. Now you're 10. Oh my God. Now you're 20. Like, you know, to be able to reflect and, and look at all the ways that you've grown individually and collaboratively. I think that that is a beautiful thing. I think that that's what makes life amazing. I think about my children and I'm just like, oh my God, like as I, Look at photos and I'm, and I know they probably get tired of me, y'all. I know they probably do because I go through these moments in my life where I will literally sit and I will go through my Facebook page and I will see these old archive, you know, like memories and be like, oh my goodness, this is you when you were seven. Oh, look at, you, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I know they probably get tired of me, but I love to reminisce. I love going through my scrapbook. I love looking at, you know, how I've changed. I love looking at the photos of when my babies were four years old and five years old and newborns. I just love doing that kind of stuff. And, and I just love memories. I really, truly do. I, I absolutely love building memories with people. And so I do hope that you have someone in your life that you are building your legacy with. I really, truly do a friendship, someone that you're building your legacy with that when when all is said and done, they can look back and they can tell your story. If you're not able to tell your story, I hope you have someone in your life that can tell your story for you because it is it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to be able to share life 
with a soulmate and with people that genuinely care about your well-being, that wish you only the best and that speak the best into your life. I remember when I first wrote my first book and I'll never forget it's two, two things. So Steph, if you're listening, honey, you know, I love you. But there's two things that you said to me that have meant the world to me. And one of them was, is when you told me that no matter what, I am always resilient. The other thing was, oh, honey, this book is one of many. And I've only written two thus far. But those words that she spoke and that you spoke, Stephanie, into my life meant the world to me. Because when people come from a place that life wasn't truly spoken into them and then they cross a path with people that start to speak life into them, they start to see things about themselves that they would have never seen had no one taken the time to speak those things that that be not as as if they were. And so I love you, girl. Stephanie is one of my best friends in the whole wide world. We've been friends for over 30 years. I thank God for her. And it's crazy, y'all. That's why you never try to block what God is doing. Because we started off as enemies. <laughs> we started off as enemies. And now she truly is my sister. And so I, I love, I so love you. And Tina, I love you too. I thank God for you. You're my aunt, but you're really my sister. Mom, I love you. I thank God for you. And I know you're probably going to be like, how come you didn't say me first? I gave birth to you. How come you didn't mention me first? Last does not mean that you're not first. And Tania, I love you too. So I love you, ladies. I thank God for you. I thank God for all that you've done. And just to encourage me, just to lift me up and... I think friendships are necessary. I really do. I thank God for my soulmates. I thank God for my friendships. I just thank God for being the great I am in my life. If you don't have a friendship, if you don't have someone who is like a pillar in your life, and there's many more, I can't name all of y'all. Y'all know who y'all are, ladies. It's a lot. It's a lot of y'all that I know love me like I love you, but I'm not going to spend another 30 minutes calling out everybody's name. <laughs> But I love y'all. These are the ones that came to my mind. These are the ones I'm calling out. But I do thank you for all that you do. I thank you for your love and your support. I thank you for your continued prayers. Um, Angela, I thank you for your continued support. I have certain people, y'all, that they, it don't matter what Teresa does. And it's a lot of them. It doesn't matter what I do. If I'm selling jewelry, they're going to find Keisha. If, if I'm selling jewelry, they're going to find a way to sew into my life. Sharonda. If I am doing whatever I'm doing, they will find a way to make it a point to encourage me. And I thank God for these pillars in my life, because had it not been for you and had it not been for God, who I know is on my side, I am not trying to think about where I would be. So this is going to conclude my episode on tonight, almost, because I'm going to read a letter to my future hubby. However, I hope y'all do understand that whenever I'm reading my letters to my future hubby, it may not necessarily be in sync with what it is that I'm talking about. I hope that y'all also have learned 
I don't have a strategy when it comes to my podcast. I literally am speaking from my heart. So whatever comes out, whatever you hear is what was on my heart at that time. Um, Yeah. And here we're known for being raw, which is real and wise. So um, yeah, that's what we're doing here on the Dear Future Hubby podcast as your host, Teresa Reese. But here is the actual letter to my hubby. It is dated March the 26th, 2021. And it says, Dear Future Hubby, I don't think I have taken time to tell you what totally and completely turns me off. So let me take a moment to let you know. One of my triggers is aggression. Although I may have moments where I am the aggressor playfully in the relationship, I've come to realize that when a man is aggressive with me, it puts me in fight mode. Having experienced domestic violence in a few of my past relationships, nothing about a man who uses aggression is attractive to me. That whole rough housing kind of stuff will most definitely place me in box mode. Meaning I will be ready to box you and not in a playful way either. Oh, and my alter ego's name is T-Lane. Teresa is the sweet girl. T-Lane will cut you. Yes, I said what I said. Just thought I'd let you know. I love you. Love, Teresa. And yes, I do have an alter ego. She tries to come out at the craziest of times. I have to suppress her. Because I have come a long way. I used to fight for sport. So I was raised around my brother who my brother wanted to make sure he taught me how to fight. Because he's like, sis, you're going to have to learn how to fight. Because, you know, the way these boys are set up. (laughs) So T-Lane will fight in a minute and not think anything of it. Teresa is the sweetheart. And so that's who y'all mostly get to meet is Teresa. That's that's the person who is the host of the podcast. T-Lane may rise up every once in a while. I try to keep the cap on her. Every once in a while, she might kind of rear her little head, but I try to keep her suppressed. But I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, day or afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this message and this episode. But do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.